I call to praise my Lord. Oh, yes, I call to be restored. And I've come to praise my Lord. I don't know why you're here. I know why I'm here. Yes, I call to praise my Lord. Yes, I've come to praise my Lord. We've come. Yes, we've come to praise our Lord. Yes, we've come to praise our Lord. could sing these songs well, as I often do but every song must end and you My words fall short, and I've got nothing new. So, how could I express all my gratitude? So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got one response, and I've got just one. With my arms stretched wide, I will worship you. We've got one response, we've got just one move, and with our arms stretched wide, we will worship. Oh, I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. So that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king. Except for my heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. 
So thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Whichever one is more comfortable for you, we're going to do one more song this morning. Just go ahead and sit or kneel for this last song.
my story this is my song praising my Savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my Savior Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my side. Angels descending, bring from above echoes of mercy. Whispers of love. This is my story. This is my song. Raising my Savior. Over and on. This is my story. This is my song. Sing my Savior all the day long. Raising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I am my Savior, happy and blessed. I'm watching and waiting and looking above, filled with your goodness, lost in your love, filled with your goodness. Lost in your love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Sing my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Sing my worship you this morning. Lord Jesus, we welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning for teaching us, leading us into the truth of the Father's Word. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you all the praise that you deserve. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. I want to do just one thing before Kathy comes. 
when when God moves and pours out His glory and pours out His Spirit, the church is blessed. But but you understand you've got to understand that when when God begins to move and the glory get, begins to be poured out, God brings finances to His people. And this morning I. I want to pray for you if you have a business or aspirations of having a business so that you I want you to come this morning and Kathy and I are going to pray for you because God is going to raise up people in these last days that have giving hearts that want to bless the kingdom of God amen now God can use you I don't care where you work or what you do but sometimes I'm the kind of person I just want to produce for the kingdom of God. Amen? So I just want you, we're going to be in agreement with you. Now, I'm going to give you a warning here. If that's your heart, that you want to be used of God to, to sow finances into the kingdom of God, then you better get ready. Because you're going to find finances and the money's going to begin to come. And it'll be a test. Yes, tithe, and yes, sow offerings. But the Spirit of God might ask you to sow something that you that an amount you've never done before. And so you need to be led by the Spirit. Father, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you for business in the name of Jesus. For blessing your people today. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, that anointing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We say be blessed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for that anointing. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed, businesses, be blessed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. And all God's people said, be blessed. One more. Where's Brad? Our faithful ushers are always last. Father, we say, be blessed in the name of Jesus. We say, be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We say, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you. Are you cold or are you hot? It's a little cold. Got it. Just kind of kick it so it's not. We don't want people saying this church is cold. Because it's not. It's hot. While the children are being dismissed, I'm going to give you a couple quick announcements. There's, our activity is increasing, and I don't like to spend a lot of time on announcements, but I'll hit them quick. Um. Next sat or in two weeks, Saturday, July 31st, from 10 to 2 is the women's self-defense class. We need, if you're interested, sign up for it. It is free to single parent moms. So if you know single parent moms that need to be in this class, get them here. And even if you're not single, you can par- take part in this class. We have room for 10 to 15. And if you want to sign up for that, talk to me or talk to Micah after the service. Also, uh, Brad mentioned about Jesus Day on Wednesday, August 4th at 7 o'clock. Instead of our regular prayer service, will be the time we meet and get together to go over Jesus Day. So we're organized and ready to go. So mark that down on your calendar. The last thing is 
Um, a lot of you know, maybe some of you don't, the Nebraska State Board of Education has proposed a comprehensive sexually education program. I call it the pervert program. It's wrong. If you are, they make it, they try to make it sound so good. It is wrong. And they want to put it as part of the proposed health standards of the public schools. Governor Ricketts has come out and said it should be totally scrapped. We've had 30 state legislators, including ours, Mike Flood, that have come out and written and saying, get rid of it. Some of the school boards are starting to vote that they will not allow it in their schools, but not all the schools. A great majority of them have not done it. Norfolk has not done it yet. They're heading in the right direction, I believe. I'm in agreement with Mario Murillo. The, one of the best things that's happening right now is the body of Christ and the political pe people that are politically interested and act active on the right side of things are getting together. And we need to do that. It is not just Governor Ricketts or Mike Flood's responsibility, it is the responsibility of parents, grandparents, and concerned citizens. And the best thing that you can do right now is just let your school board know what you think. And so what I've done is just, there's so much involved, but I have just printed out a letter. It just briefly describes what's going on. It lists our the Norfolk school board members, but you can look yours up if you live in a different community. Even if you don't live in Norfolk, you can still write to ours, you can still write to the state board, and the information is here. I've put these out on the back, just pick it up and take it if you're interested, but I would encourage you, we just need to bombard them. We need to, if, if good doesn't stand against evil, evil's going to prevail. But if good stands against evil, good will prevail. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, open to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We've been talking, I've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the difference between private tongues and public tongues. And so I'm going to read a portion of Scripture here. It talks about spiritual gifts, unity, and diversity. And it begins, let's begin with verse 4. There are diversity of the gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. If you understand, in the Old Testament, God anointed certain people for the gifts to work through. He anointed prophets, priests, and kings, basically. And you see the word of wisdom, you see the word of knowledge, faith, all working in the, the lives of men and women like Samuel, like Isaiah, like Jeremiah. But what happened in the Old Testament, in the old pre-church dispensation, there was not tongues and interpretation of tongues. When Jesus was about to be crucified, he said, I have to go away that the Holy Spirit can come. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And it fell on all people, not just the priests, the prophets, and the kings. It was available to every believer. Now what happens is, and that availability is for us, like we've been talking about, for private use. We can pray in tongues. We can build ourselves up in our most holy faith. But what happens in what was happening in Paul's time in the New Testament church was all these things were new. First of all, believers, Christianity in itself was new. And all the gifts of the Spirit being available to all people was new. And there was a lot of misunderstanding. There was some misuse. It was out of order. And mostly, there's other places, but in 1 Corinthians, especially from about 8 through 14, 
Paul is trying to set things in order and he's talking about it and he's explaining it because they were having, what happens is people get, we want people to be zealous. We just don't want them to be overzealous. So if you understand the gifts of the spirit, just very briefly, the word of wisdom is future. If you listen or watch ministries on TV, particularly right now, the prophets are speaking. And you have to understand the ministry of the prophet has two or three of these gifts all working together. But when, like, Pastor Hank Kuhneman or Robin Bullock are foretelling things that are going to happen in the future, that is the word of wisdom. It foretells. The word of knowledge, watch Mario Murillo. When he gets up and he'll say, up there, there's a guy getting healed right now, and he'll explain what it is. That is a word of knowledge. That is present tense. That's happening right now. Then you have faith. We all have faith, but what it's talking about here is supernatural faith. When Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes, that took supernatural faith. And we see that happening in today. But what we have to understand is the last 20 years or so, the church has been operating, the church worldwide in America, has been operating under a closed heaven. The gifts of the Spirit, maybe you'll see them operate here, here a little, there a little, but it hasn't been foremost, front and foremost. But the heavens are starting to open. And we're starting to see more of these gifts manifest. So we need to understand them. And then you have gifts of healings. If you ever watched Oral Roberts, Catherine Kuhlman, Mario Murillo, and people are just healed, those are gifts of healings. You have workings of miracles. If you've ever read about um, Smith Wigglesworth, when limbs were formed on people's bodies and things like that, that is a working of miracle combined with the gift of healing. Sometimes the lines are a little blurry. Uh, when Elisha and the axe head floated, that was a working of miracles. Prophecy, as it's mentioned here, in its simple, most basic form is for exhortation and edification. And a lot of times people think prophecy is foretelling. It is not. It is for exhortation and edification of people. Discerning of spirits. And that's when you perceive or see what's happening in the spirit realm. And we'll go into these things more. But then it talks about tongues and interpretation of tongues. And very simply, this is public use of tongues. And I watched, and we've told you about on YouTube, you can watch from July 4th is the Kent Christmas Ministries had a three-hour special service. And I haven't, that's long, I haven't watched all of them, I've watched parts of it. And Robin Bullock, in his name, his wife's name is Robin, they were up on the stage and they were ministering music. And this was subtle. But his wife starts to sing in another language. And then he plays, and then he sings in English. And what came out, what he was singing in English, was just an exhortation for people to shake off stuff. Shake off the old thing. That was a real sweet, subtle, perfect example of tongues and interpretation for public use. And it can be sung. It can be spoken. You don't see it a lot. But like I said, the heavens are, you're going to start to see these things. Then later in the service, Mario Morello got up to speak. And as he's getting ready, you can tell the anointing is on him. And he's getting ready to minister. Someone up in the balcony just starts to yell and blab out in tongues. And Mario goes, it was out of order. They were using private tongues in a public service. And what happens is it's like a bucket of cold water getting thrown out. Now look back a page. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and this is, like you say, you can go through the Corinthians and he's explaining this, but sometimes it's a little hard to understand and you can't just take one scripture and pluck it out and make a doctrine out of it. You've got to understand the whole thing. And Paul's trying to explain this. And he's saying, basically, it is not unlawful for somebody to pray in tongues in a public service. 
But he says, so all things are lawful to me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. So, when Robin and Robin gave the tongue and interpretation, you could tell just the sweet presence of God came in. Everyone was edified. Everyone was blessed. When this guy in the balcony starts yelling in tongues, it was like cold water poured out. Nobody was edified. Nobody was helped. It wasn't profitable. It was unprofitable. Because what it did, what happens, and you see in our services, there's, it'll reach a crescendo and it's loud. Like Abe was saying, follow the leader. What everybody's doing, we want to be in unison. But when it's quiet, two things are happening usually. God is ministering to the hearts of people, and that's what we want. And God is giving leadership direction on where to go from here. And when somebody starts praying in tongues loudly or on their own, it causes a, per- it causes a distraction in the natural and in the spiritual realm because it takes people's focus off of God and onto that person. And so it's out of order. And we need to understand. Now, the thing in with tongues, you can pray loud. If you want to pray in tongues in a public service, pray quietly below your, uh, under your breath, quietly. Um, in a week, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, there's 168 hours. Right now, we have about one hour to come and worship together in unison. Use the other 167 to pray privately to build yourself up. But when you come to a group service like this, it needs to be in unison because there's a different anointing. There's a corporate, more powerful anointing when we are in unison. Today you did well. We did well. It was in unison. You understand when it's the flesh and the devil, it always breeds confusion and uneasiness. When it's God in the spirit, it brings peace. That's the, the, the thing you can go, if you can look at that, look that up for Rob. It just was so sweet, and it was so subtle, and it was so by the spirit of God. And then you can look at the other example. So we just want to make sure when we worship together, we want corporate worship. We want it to be in unison. Today was great. I appreciate it. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll continue to go through this. And as he talks about different examples, and we'll, we'll bring that, but by all means, study for yourself, be led by the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, but when we're together, let's be in unison. Ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. I want um, Nate and Amy to come up. You have a microphone here, please. Last night, they went to Omaha to hit, hear uh, Kat Kerr. 
How many of you know who she is? How many of you do not know who Kat Carr is? Okay. Um, when I started listening to her, she was saying some things. Come on up. She was saying some things about heaven that I never even thought about. And from listening to her, because she has taken many trips to heaven. And what a revelation, you know. And so I wanted just them to share from the beginning how the atmosphere was and who wants to go first. When we first got there, um, we had actually planned to eat before we went. There's a little restaurant down the street. And we pulled up, and it was about two hours before the service even started. And we pulled up to that restaurant, and I looked over, and there was a line along the entire length of the building. And I don't know if you've ever been there before, but this building takes up like, it'd be like a It's a shopping like a mall. Block. Yeah. <laughs> it's really big. So I'm like, we're not eating. We're getting in line. I'm not missing this. So when we got in... And the line just kept growing and growing and growing. They had it wrapped. I mean, it went clear down towards the highway. I mean, it was it was just a really long line. And when we got in, um, we ended up making it into the sanctuary. And they've got a pretty big building. Their auditorium is under construction right now. But they've got, like, an overflow. And they've got, like, a cafe area and a big lobby area. And when the service started, Pastor Brenda said that um, they... Yeah, they had anticipated about 800 people. They said that their building can hold 800 people. They had 1,300 people in attendance. So they were 500 over, you know, what they are even supposed to hold. And it was just, it was so amazing. I mean, everywhere was packed. There were people sitting on the floors um, in the lobby area, and they had um, cameras so everybody could see what was going on. And it was just, I mean, just getting there, that initial um, shock of, how many people are coming to celebrate um, the things of God was just really cool. Thanks. <laughs> no, um, I jotted some notes. The pastor told me he wanted us to talk, so I was like, yay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there's a couple of things that I just jotted down that I uh, thought was kind of interesting. Um, let's see here. She, uh, she was talking about how we were in him uh, before he held us in his hands, and then he's the one that places us in our mother's room. So literally before, uh, like, yes, he forms us in the womb, but he knows us before that, like, because we come from him. We are a part wow. of him. Uh, I thought that uh, struck a chord with me, so to say, because, you know, some pe- a lot of people think, well, you know, who am I or what, what significance do I have? Well, you are a part of God. It's not, you know, you're beneath him. You are a part of with him. So I thought that was In him we live and move and have, and our, have being. our being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talks about uh, how in eternity we are not limited to time schedule because he is the creator of time, so why would he be limited to it? He can step into time, into situations to help us in various situations, stuff like that, but he can also take a step back out of the time, you know, organize you know, plan. He is alpha and omega, beginning and the end. So he is at the end. He is at the beginning. So why is he limited to a time schedule that we are put, that we were uh, placed in? You know, we are not, we're not, uh, he's not bound by that. Uh, Then she was talking about the uh, certain way things in our government's going and stuff like that. Uh, She said, uh, people are wondering and thinking um, about how God isn't going to be able to accomplish the things that uh, because he's out of time. Well, like like she just got done saying, how why is he bound by time? He's not limited to that. So it don't matter how much time it's going to take to do it because time is his. He created time so he can, you know, he can create more time to get done what he needs to get done. He's not limited to it. He's not bound by it. Um, another thing that she said that I thought was interesting is uh, she asked the question, basically, where is faith? As things start rolling, uh, like uh, like it was said, heaven, like, well, Pastor Kathy said, we've been operating under basically a closed heaven. Heaven's starting to open. We're starting to see signs, wonders, miracles happening, uh, and it's just going to continue to increase. You know, she kept saying steamroll. It's going to keep steamrolling and getting bigger and bigger. Uh, snowball effect. Um, so with that, 
things can just happen. You know, we, whether we pray for it, whether, you know, if, if you are a son or daughter of the Most High God, you can expect those signs and wonders to follow you. But the key thing is, is we need to stay in faith. Because she said when Jesus comes back, is he going to find faith? It's so easy to just, yes, we need to expect from God, but we also need to be in an area where we're believing in God. We can't, we can't get, get out of that because otherwise, you know, where is he going to find faith when he comes back? And uh, she said, uh, this was kind of funny, made Amy laugh. I was hoping she was going to say this story. But uh, uh, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, now this is another one of those things where it's, it's kind of mind-boggling because uh, Kat Kerr said that, you know, with him not being bound by time, when he takes her where he wants her to go, she's not limited to going to this present time. He was able to take her to wherever he wants to, so she was able to see different things with the crucifixion. And she said that uh, with Jesus saying, telling that one robber hanging on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, another word for paradise is Abraham's bosom. Yeah. So before everybody went to Abraham's bosom, Jesus had to go to Abraham's bosom to, you know, basically offer to to them himself, you know, because he died for them also, past, present, and future. So, you know, he was able to go basically minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to people in paradise or Abraham's bosom, and then they were able to go to heaven because until then they weren't able to enter into heaven. So with that being said, uh, made the joke about how, you know, the different people who were there, and then she says, yeah, this person was here, this person here. Lazarus was there for a minute, but then he had to leave. And she just, you know, it's just one of those little subtle things that she threw in there that Amy about, you know, had a seizure because she was laughing so hard. But, uh, oh, we just thought that that was really neat. And then uh, one other thing that I wanted to say, I told this to Pastor uh, this morning because I thought, you know, it was kind of a joke, but uh, it's, it's a little more serious than that. She, she made a comment about ice cream, God's favorite kind of ice cream. Well, God's favorite is sherbet, apparently. Uh, the Holy Spirit's is chocolate. Now, that right there I thought was interesting because Pastor had just gotten to talk about he's a vanilla kind of guy, you know. And so I just thought, ha you know, way to, way to stick that one in there. But then, but then she said uh, Jesus' favorite kind of ice cream is any ice cream that's around him. He, he, will, he loves all cake and all ice cream. He said he'll eat any ice cream you put in front of him. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that that ministered to me just, and I know that, well, I want to say that that was kind of a way of her lightening, light, lightening the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. kind of a joke. But it also shows me that God is a God of diversity. He's not, he, he doesn't want us to all be the exact same, you know, like Pastor says, stoic German sitting in the seat. He doesn't want that. You know, he wants, he wants an atmosphere where people are operating in different gifts. That's why he has different gifts for different people. So it just uh, that that just ministered to me with a you know like I said I know that was a joke but kind of serious you know God loves all kinds of ice cream so so all right um, along those same lines when she said that that kind of ministered to me in a different way um, it was just when she said that it just kind of struck me how awesome it is how closely she walks with God like she knows him so personally. All three of them, she knows the kind of ice cream that they like. And that was just really cool to me. And I feel like that we should all strive for that, you know, being that close to God where we can just have those really simple conversations with him. And, you know, I feel like it's probably maybe a little bit easier for her, for her to be that close with him because she has been to heaven. She has been taken to all these places. But the Bible says, you know, um, blessed are those who believe who have not seen. That's so, right. Um, that was just really inspiring to me. Amen. Amen. That's, that's good. And uh, God is opening our spiritual eyes to see. Trish, come here and tell them what you saw last week. Would you do that? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but we need to be open to a new move, new ways. Amen. Tell, tell them what you told me last week. That's all right. All right. Well, uh, I was 
kind of crazy because I've, I've never seen anything like this before, but the, it definitely is stuff the heavens are opening and right. <laughs> I just can't even believe that I, our Heavenly Father just loves us so much and what he allows us to see sometimes and, and I know that sometimes I feel nervous about sharing it because I, I kind of second guess myself then I'm but I knew for sure what I saw because I told myself if I, maybe I'm just seeing this because my eyes are closed, but if I open my eyes and I still see it, I know it's real. It's for real. <laughs> and so with my eyes open and closed, when we are in worship. This was last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, my heart's just like, woof. <laughs> Anyways, when we are in worship, um, that song that Abe wrote, God of Wonders, is anointed. Just and anointed song and there was blue fire a beautiful beautiful blue fire around the whole entire church and it was just the most amazing blue color I've ever seen in my life and the blue fire was around everybody everybody and it was just um, I didn't I didn't know what it meant the blue fire I didn't know if it was like angels or the Holy Spirit but I, I had a feeling it was angels, because it, it sounded like angels were joining us in worship this last Sunday. I just felt like I could hear angels, with, and I wasn't the only one that thought they could hear the angels singing. <laughs> but I don't know if anybody else saw that blue fire, but it was amazing. And um, I just kind of looked up to see what the blue fire meant. And it said that it was... The blue fire angels represented power and strength and courage and protection. And they were blue fire angels, and Archangel Michael is the leader of the blue fire angels. And I, when I read that, I was just like, wow. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you, Lord, for letting me see this. Right. And just that, that feeling, it was just like an overwhelming feeling of just how the angels were with us because they wanted to join us in the worship and, like, be a part of our worship that we're just it was just like I couldn't even believe it Amen. it just gave me that feeling of a loving a loving wonderful heavenly father and what great wonders he has in store for us God of wonder God of wonder and that that's what it reminded me of is he has such wondrous stuff in store for us that we we can't even I mean imagine or comprehend until we get to see some of that stuff but just that right there that glimpse that I got wow I was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me see that. And I just shared it with a couple people, but I should definitely ask Pastor Mike, Pastor Mike about it because I was just like, yeah, I wasn't for sure what it meant, but now I do. It's God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being brave. Amen. He is a God of wonder. What's it? Oh, thank you. Caleb. Um, I'm not going to preach my sermon, so don't get all nervous. But I want to share with you some things. I want you to look in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures and we'll close. I believe every Sunday we come together, the Holy Spirit has an agenda. It's not mine. And I've got to learn. And pastors, sometimes it's hard for pastors because they're structured. That things are changing and we've got to give the Holy Spirit license to communicate to the body of Christ what needs to be shared. And, and Kathy, as Kathy shared some things, it, it just stirred my heart. And, and I, want, I want you to understand this. Last Sunday I gave you an analogy. Do you remember I said my mother when she fried chicken, she put the chicken in the sack with the flour and shook it together. And I says that's where we're at right now here. You know, I like the wings are the best part of the chicken, Mike, right? Some people like dark meat, thighs, no, you know, legs, whatever. But uh, that's where we're at. We have all kinds of people. And w when you shared about how, how God held us in his hands even before we left here. I left heaven to be here in this physical body. 
you know, there's such an intimacy we need to develop with the Father. But what I, what I want you to see in, in 1 Corinthians 14, because Kathy shared as, as God moves, and last Wednesday night, if you were here, I, I was prompted in my spirit because I sense, you know, God's moving, but I want you to know the devil, he, he always tries to get involved, you know, and uh, we just don't need to get caught up in fear and, and think about him, you know, coming against us, but we need to be prepared. And one of the things that we can be prepared is we need to, when we come to church, like, like she shared, we need to hook in. It's not about my agenda. It's not about your agenda. It's about his agenda. And one of the ways that, you know, the enemy can get in there is, is through worship and, and the gifts of the Spirit. But I want you to see the scripture here. In, in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, it says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Decently and in, in, in order. Now, do you know why churches have pastors and leaders? So things can flow decently and in order. You've got to have leadership. And that's why the, you have to pray for the pastor you have to pray for the leadership in the church. Especially that we hear from heaven what God wants to do. And so, if we have order in the church, we can experience the glory of God. We can experience and flow with the gifts of the Spirit. But there has to be order. And I told you years ago, there was a woman, didn't even go to church here, walked in here with her tambourine. And sat down, and so we started worshiping, and she started shaking her tambourine, and I'm getting the Clint Eastwood twitch. That was out of order. That woman had no right, no business. You know, and if that happened today, I'm afraid I'd handle it different. I, w I let it go last time when I was younger. I won't let it go again. If there's a woman, a renegade tambourine player, I'll rip that thing out of her hand. And to me, my mind goes, how could, because I was raised in the Methodist church. I had parents that went through the Depression, World War II. My dad was in World War II. I had a respect for authority. Now, you young ones, you listen to me carefully. There is a lack of respect for authority in this nation right now. There's been a lack of respect for authority in the local church where you don't respect the leadership and you think you can come in and just do whatever God tells you to do. And I, I'm telling you, that's out of order. God flows through the pastor. The pastor communicates the vision. And then you hook up. You come together as a family. Now, you don't follow me if I don't follow Jesus. I am not perfect. Just ask my wife. I almost said ask my neighbors. But no, I didn't. I'm not perfect. There's no perfect preacher. There's, you're not perfect. We're all works in progress. But I have the responsibility to allow, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do every week. Like today, I'm not preaching my sermon. I'm just talking to you. So the woman came in with the tambourine and, and shows a tremendous lack of respect. And you, you look in chapter 14, you go back to, um, where was I? In verse 33, chapter 14, it says, For God is not the author of, what? Confusion or disorder, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Now, look in your Bibles, one more scripture, and look in, um, I've given it to you before, look in at 2 Chronicles chapter 5. So in the days ahead, as God pours out His Spirit, and, you know, these, I told Trish, she saw that blue. God bless these people that see things. 
I don't. It's not fair. I don't, I've talked, I've had talks with God. I don't get trips to heaven. I, I ate white vanilla ice cream. I'm just, but I, I'm so glad she said, blessed are the people that haven't seen, but yet they still believe. I'm more of a knower. I know down here. But I don't see so many things, but I know things. We're all different. But we've got to recognize that if we'll come together and we will respect the authority that God has placed in the church and, and, and respect the worship leader, respect the children's teachers, respect one another and recognize we all have a part to play. We're all important. No, we're not perfect. But if we'll come together with that, that attitude on a Sunday morning like we've been, then this is what will happen. And it says, and this is Old Testament, 2 Corinthians 5. I, I've always loved this passage of Scripture where the ark was brought into the temple. And it says, And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves, are consecrated. We're no different. We're priests. We need to consecrate ourselves. It says, without keeping to their divisions, and the Levites who were with the singers, and those of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps. You notice it didn't say tambourine. I just thought I'd point that out. And with them, 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one. To make one sound. See, there's new sounds. Pastor Hanks talked about new sounds. and Or was it somebody else? I don't remember. There's new sounds before God begins to really move. It says that, they, it, indeed, it came to pass with the trumpeter singers was one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. I like, I like that today, what we were talking about, thanking Jesus. It says, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So you see, they were one, say one. So they were in agreement, they were all in divine order, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, the glory cloud, so that the priest could not continue to stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. I want the glory of the Lord to fill the house of God. You want the glory of God. Well, then we have to have divine order. Amen. We need to be respectful of each other, each other's gifts. If you're young in the Lord, you can tend sometimes to be spiritually squirrely. How, what are your little children like as they grow? Squirrely. What do you do to them? You teach them. You train them. Well, yeah, that too. Why? So that they will learn how to behave. Bottom line, stand up. We're teaching you this morning how to behave in the local church. Don't get weird. Oh, I'd turn it over to you, but not today. He said, don't get offended. One of the first things, you don't get your way. Little children get mad. They pout. They throw things. Don't get offended. If you don't understand what's going on, then have enough sense, sense to be quiet and say, Father, I don't understand. Teach me. Open my ears to hear, Holy Spirit. Teach me. Amen. Father, today we thank you for your presence. And Lord, we want divine order in this new move of God. We do not want to get out of order, Holy Spirit. I know we'll make mistakes. I'll make mistakes. I'm sure we all will. 
but you're a wonderful God. And you'll if we make mistakes, we say, Father, forgive me for I've I've made a mistake. I'm sorry. And you'll forgive us and you'll you'll pick us back up and we'll get going again. So, Holy Spirit, some of this is new to us. And we don't want to grieve you. So we're calling upon you to teach us in the days ahead to learn to be sensitive to your presence, sensitive to one another, our different personalities and our different giftings. (laughs) We thank you. We thank you. We worship you. We love you. Now, I'm telling you something. You listen to me. If you need healing for your body, just lift your hands today. You don't need hands laid on you. Just receive healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're not only Savior, you're healer. We receive all that heaven has for us today. Let that healing flow in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Now, I see this. I say, see it. (laughs) I perceive it. We hear about lines in buildings. There will be lines here at this church. Because we honor him. This isn't about a denomination. It's about Jesus. So let's continue to honor Jesus together. Amen? Anything else? Thank you for sharing, you you kids, <laughs> you young ones. It was good. Boy, I have an anticipation in my spirit for what's coming. Amen. Well... God bless you. Pick up that letter Kathy wrote in Wednesday night prayer. Thank you.